0: Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 39, this little thing called Life Simulation Games. I will have a few uh, pop-outs to music. That was our first one for Queen. My next one is, dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life. It means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. Social and life simulation games. Woohoo! So let's talk about what life simulation games and they are a subgenre of simulation games, which if you know simulation, you become somebody else, um, a virtual character, as you will, or an avatar. But in these, we're going to develop individuals relationships. There'll be an ecosystem we want to talk about. And there's you know artificial life games and simulated life games. Um, being in a pandemic is an entirely new situation for everyone and finding ways to cope with anxiety, stress, lack of seeing family and friends is really hard for adults and kids, especially kids. Good outlets for stress, obviously, are exercise, but who likes to do that? I mean, there are people who really like to do that. I used to like to do that. Not as much. I'm, I'm, I need to get back into liking to do that. A lot of sleeping. I like to do that too, but I have two dogs that don't like to keep me awake. Or like they keep me awake, I should say. They don't like to sleep. And doing something constructed for yourself personally. Games really fit into that construction. You know, you can read, you can cook, you can go work on a project, you can play a game. You can build something in a game. So think about that from a simulation game where it allows you to create something you know, virtually. And we're going to talk about electronic pets or Tamagotchis. We're going to talk about some other games where you can meet up with friends or you can just create your own avatar and do uh, whatever you want. And no, not that avatar. We like to call that people in space trying to copy dances with wolves around this house. Sorry, James Cameron. I mean, I really like a lot of his movies, but mm, not avatar. Anywho, so let's just jump right into it and let's talk about social games. Now, first, Wikipedia. Please donate and remember as donate as much as cows like to go. Moo. So the first game we're going to talk about is The Sims. You may have heard of it. You may have seen it. It's if you've ever seen somebody walking around with a little green gem above their head and bouncing around, they like The Sims. If you haven't seen anybody like that, well, go to a Comic-Con when we get done with this pandemic and you'll see it. So obviously, let's talk about the the history of of The Sims. Released in 2000, it's considered one of the only games of its kind. No one else has really created a sim because Will Wright, who created it, and he created SimCity. We've talked about SimCity before, Uh, built this out and, you know, started building it from influence of Commodore 64 games. So we're going back to the 80s on those games and really created a, you know, wanted to create a world with a very... And I say rich game play experience, but rich really means the ability to do everything. So when you're rich, you can do everything, right? So that's where it comes into. Um, he also talked about the influence of dollhouses. And what's really interesting is you don't see a lot of dollhouses anymore with kids. And I have a kid with me today. Do you wanna say hi, Lucy? Hi. So Lucy is gonna be a special commentator. This is because we're on Thanksgiving break. And also because Lucy and I play a lot of these simulation games together. But Lucy, you've had a dollhouse, right? Yes. All right. So Lisa's had dollhouses. My sister had a dollhouse. Um, I think my grandmother had a dollhouse. My grandmother had a dollhouse, and now I think of dollhouses at my parents' house. But, you know, we have younger girl nieces in the family, so it always works out. But even my 22-year-old, she played at the dollhouse all the time. So, you know, Will Wright talks about that, and it's kind of neat to think of it from that point. So think of The Sims, and if you haven't ever seen it or ever played it, that's okay. It's really a kind of fun game. But it was a simulation game that was developed by Maxis, which we'll rise connected to, and EA, Electronic Arts, that has sold nearly 200 million copies worldwide. That's more than the population of California, I think. Or I'm really not doing well on my civics. Um, but it is one of the best you know, running video game series of all time. It's a sandbox game, which means that you can do kind of anything. We talked about sandbox games in our RPGs where you can just go run around and do whatever. The Sims is a sandbox game that there really isn't a goal um, inside the main game, but some of the future expansion packs have them. And you literally create virtual people, calling them Sims, and place them in houses. You change their mood. You may satisfy their desires if they're hungry. Maybe they want to dance, things like that. And you can build the, build the home yourself or build take pre-constructed. So don't feel like you have to like design everything from the, the bottom. There are a ton of expansions, and we'll talk about that. And again, like I said, this is based off of SimCity from 1989. So if we're thinking about simulation games, that's 31 years, almost 32, of simulation games. So again, like I talked about, Will Wright wanted to create this virtual dollhouse. Um, He actually told the people over at Maxis and they were like, well, you know, I don't know. And then the people at EA bought Maxis and they said, do it. We're going to do this and saw the future of it. Now, the future and going back to a little bit of the history is if we think of a consumer culture and the Sims create that and it takes things from urban design, um, also from the American psychologist Abraham maslow's 1943 paper a theory of human motivation and yes i'm reading this almost verbatim from wikipedia i remember donate but it goes into that urban design and planning it goes into the the ability to build that artificial intelligence that you can you can influence and see and play and i mean when we are when i was a kid we had sea monkeys and we'd watch them swim around and that was good enough for us but you know the sims makes it even cooler So, something else about The Sims that will kind of blow your mind is from 2000 to 2018, they've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 versions or expansion packs, including mobile, including pet stories, castaways, carnival, medieval, 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 not Medea. Although that would be pretty cool because you'd be able, I could get her to say hello. I love Medea. Um, Free play, which is cool because you can create your own world in free play. Now, the legacy of The Sims, what makes The Sims super cool, and we've kind of talked about those big games out there, is that it has Guinness World Records. And when I was a kid, going to see the Guinness Book of World Records was a big deal. I don't know. Is it a big deal for you? Do you care about the Guinness Book of World Records? I you think see? it's
1: a pretty cool book.
0: Is it? Yeah. What Yeah. So you can see like where the, the biggest things or the smallest things um but what is what is a reason why you might want to play it is is let's say you're bored or you're tired of watching tv or maybe even more you're kind of into watching tv and you want to take your world and create i don't know let's say friends schitt's creek rick and morty um gray's anatomy you could build your own gray's anatomy seattle grace hospital uh you could go out and build um NCIS, I think my dad would do that. He'd build a uh, Mark Harmon, the Gibbs character. He'd build a MCIS because he likes that a lot. But this is where you can build things. And it's sold 36 to 50 million units, $5 billion in sales. This is huge. This is a giant game. And think about this. This is the kind of game that if you're worried your teenager's playing it, okay, he's making two people kiss. Well, maybe he wants to find a girl lucky for you or he wants to find a boy lucky for you too you know maybe you know it's a it's a way for you know someone to build a world and kind of have some you know separate pieces while we're not allowed to be so connected to everybody it is a simulation like i said the other neat thing is you can create scenarios so you can create a scenario of like hmm i wonder if my neighbor and I start fighting over a pile of leaves and then I tackle my neighbor, but he's a United States Senator. Oh wait, that already happened. Never mind. But you can create things like that. Think of anything and anywhere. So a couple of cool things that are to finish this up is that actually, they were going to create a film on this and they want you know, and obviously, and I'm going to just pick on 20th century Fox, but darn it. Yes. You're messing up the X-Men. Give it to Disney. Let Disney run the whole Marvel universe, please. Um, I don't know, buy, go, go talk to the guys over at Warner Media and buy like DC and you can play with that. But really they, they started, uh, you know, getting that movie together in 2007, still 2020 right now. And in 2019, uh, they, you know, Disney got a hold of it. So we'll see if Disney builds that. Go figure Fox. Good job. All right. One more thing is, and this year, this actually happened. Turner sports and Buzzfeed created a, four episode reality TV competition eSport that had 12 contestants for The Sims. So if you're looking for ideas and there's probably billions of ideas on the net anyways, but if you want to watch people create The Sims on an eSport channel, you've got that as well. So that is The Sims. Now, I apologize if you hear any like nail guns or drills in the background. We're still doing renovations. Anywho, the next game we're talking about is Animal Crossing. Do you like Animal Crossing, Lissy? Yes. You, we got it first. Switch. It's like the only game we play is yeah. that and Mario Kart. But that's yes. because I beat you all the time, and no. you're just trying to beat me. I know. Ha ha ha. She actually does beat me, but that's only because she plays with one character. We'll talk about that. We'll do a racing games podcast and bring Lucy back. So let's talk about Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is probably the surprise game for me over the pandemic. I didn't think I was going to like a game this much, and I'll get into it. Animal Crossing is a social simulation video game developed by Nintendo. And here we go again. I apologize profusely by Katsuya Iguchi and Hisashi Nogami. I really practice on those this time, and they created this uh, Animal Crossing where the player is a human who lives in a village Living with various anthropo—oh my goodness! I got to do this one. Anthropomorphic animals. If you don't know what an anthropomorphic animal is, I'm going to tell you in just a second. Anywho, um, but you do things like you fish, you catch bugs, you hunt for fossils, you can grow pumpkins. What are some other things you can do, Lucy?
1: Um, they're shooting stars that you can see. Um, you can catch things. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, there's a lot. You can change clothes oh, and you yeah, can you you change, change your furniture in your house and things like that. OK, so the other cool thing is it goes along with your time clock, which means right now it's the day after U.S. Thanksgiving. We're closing in on Christmas. It's going to snow on our island. Woo! All right. So since 2001, there have been five animal crossings out there. Um, it started out in the Nintendo 64, and the, the way you would visit somebody else's island is you would save it on a memory card, and then you could take it to your friend's house and do stuff like that. Um, we used to call that sneaker netting with floppy disks if, or, you know, hard drives back a long time ago in the network world. So anybody who's been on a sneaker net, you know what I'm talking about. But it has, has versions built for the Nintendo DS, the Wii, the Nintendo 3DS, and now the Switch. These, this series is not just a commercial success. I mean, it's a huge commercial success. Let me say this. It, it has created people that compete with Mario and Link from Zelda. So think about it that way. But it's also received a ton of critical success, which means it's being told it does really well. And I'm going to talk about that as well. Um, There's some additional pieces that have been spun off for it. You have the Pocket Camp, which is for mobile devices. So if you don't have a Nintendo Switch, you can still play Animal Crossing on your mobile. Hooray. Now, let's talk about those anthropomorphic animals. Do you know what anthropomorphic means, Lucy? No. All right, well, that's good because it's pretty simple. So an anthropomorphic animal is an animal that has human characteristics and qualities. So that when, like, let's see, we go over to Dottie's house and we talk to Dottie, she's gonna talk to us in English, she wears clothes, she builds things, she decorates her house. So she acts like a human, but looks like an animal. And let me just tell you this, If you're not into adorable animals, this is the wrong game. If you're into adorable animals, I think this is your game because it's our game and we love it. We think it's who's your favorite character right now? Bianca. Bianca. What's Bianca?
1: She's a um, snow tiger.
0: Snow tiger or leopard leopard. I think she's a snow leopard. Yeah. Or she could be a white Bengal tiger. I think maybe, but she's super sweet and she wants to be a pop star. I know everybody wants a pop star on their island now. The craziest part of Animal Crossing is that the customization available, and you're going to hear guys talking behind us, I think our plumber's leaving, Um, but the customization is, is insane. You can change your clothes, you can change your face, you can change your hair, you can change the colors of your clothes, your hats, your furniture, you can change your furniture color, you can change your house color, you can change how flowers are planted, you could change how there's a rock figure, you can change how rivers go through your island, you can change the height of your island, etc, etc. So there's a lot of things that can change. And the, the expansions from the original just keep getting bigger and growing and growing. Now, what's really kind of awesome about Animal Crossing is that you can go visit other islands. Now, you can visit other islands that are created by Animal Crossing, and those are called a Nook ticket. Oh, wait, we haven't talked about the people who live on Animal Crossing. So the original person you ever meet, if you join, his name is Tom Nook. So think of Tom Nook as the entrepreneur that is creating this brand new island with you. And he has two friends, Timmy and Tommy, who are adorable. They're little raccoons, even Tom Nook's a raccoon. And so after a while, Tom Nook needs an assistant, Isabel. And then you have the ability to bring in some additional help where you may have a museum with Blathers, who's an owl. And if you wake him up during the day, he's like, woo. And then you have the able sisters, and they are porcupines or are they hedgehogs? I think
1: they're hedgehogs.
0: Okay, she thinks hedgehogs. I'm gonna go with porcupines again. But Either way, they're adorable and they make clothes so you can buy clothes on the island. Super cool. And Timmy and Tommy sell like home goods and you buy fishing rods and shovels and stuff like that. And then they have, you know, other folks like KK Slider, who is a, a musician who wants to give away his music for free. And some people think that's a you know propaganda of digital rights management and talking about, you know, freeware or freemium projects and things like that. I think it's kind of cool because it's a dog who plays guitar. Additionally on that, you'll have other people that visit. Uh, You have Blather's sister. What's her name? Uh, Celeste. Celeste. And she helps you find shooting stars that you can wish on. Then you get star stuff. And she gives you patterns for stuff. Oh, I forgot that. You can build stuff. There are patterns. So there's like wood and... Iron and gold and clay and stone, and you get pumpkins and there's flowers. I could keep going on for a while here. There's a lot of stuff to do with it. And that's not just what Animal Crossing is about, but it does allow Animal Crossing to get huge. So we've talked about who Tom Nook is, and we've talked about Nook Islands, or places that maybe if you need extra wood, you don't want to chop down all the trees in your island. You can go to another island. He can probably chop down all the trees. But you can also meet new villagers on those islands. And then if you have an interconnect connection and you have friends or if you don't have friends, there's even services that will help you uh, meet other people or visit other islands uh, that you can actually visit actual islands. And some of them may be built on. I had one person who built one that was almost like Disney. I had another person that I've seen that is like Shit's Creek. Even President-elect Joe Biden has his own Animal Crossing island. Uh, there are many famous people that play Animal Crossing, including Brie Larson. And we talked about, we did the thing uh, before we talked about a lot of famous people. Um, but, you know, we have her, uh, Alexandria, oh, I'm, I'm gonna, AOC. I can never say her name right. I apologize. That's really bad. I can't say a public servant's name right. Man, I'm feeling bad now. I'm sad. All right. I'm back from being sad because we're talking about Animal Crossing. Anywho. Um, but Animal Crossing is one of those games that you can build up and play. Now what's great about it is you can take it at your own speed. It's not a game that you have to come back every day and do something. You can log in or you can let it sit for a few days. However, if you do that and you have villagers and you don't talk to them, they'll be like, Oh, I totally missed you or something like that. Or they'll be like, Oh, I haven't seen you forever. They'll actually tell you that they really like you. Now, you think of every, they have what they call the amiibo, A-M-I-I-B-O item. So if you ever want to go and look at a lot of cute little pictures of animals um, or animal cartoons, that's what the characters are on this. Now, I'm going to give my review and then I'm going to let Lucy talk about hers. So the dad review, I'd heard a lot about Animal Crossing from my oldest daughter. You know, she had talked about it, how fun, it was sweet. She liked playing it, you know, on her DS, on her phone, you know, and I was like, ah, oh, that sounds super cute. All right. As I think about this, Animal Crossing released this year in March 2020, uh, March 20th on 2020, that's kind of crazy. It sold 5 million copies in one month. So maybe I was missing something, not playing Animal Crossing. Um, there is no violence in Animal Crossing. It is fun. I mean, there are you get an axe and you could smack somebody, but they're like, hey, quit doing that. Um, there's no blood. There's no shooting games. You have to work together. You have to build things. You ha- it is a very constructive game. There's not a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress that goes along, except for if you're trying to like do the fishing competition. They give you like one minute to catch ten fish. It's not worth. That's pretty bad. Or the bug ones bad the bug too. Ones. Oh. Yeah, but you get time to do it, and the- it's fun. Now, it's worth every penny we put in. We play this game so much fun and we watch each other. I watch Lucy. We watch mom, everybody who plays it. So, you know, last piece I'm going to throw out there and then I'm going to have Lucy give her top ten items of Animal Crossing is this year. The BBC had an article by and it was actually an article off of a study, Oxford University that talked about playing social games like Animal Crossing make you happier. Now you can go out to the BBC, just type in Animal Crossing. It's probably like the first or second one. It was in November of 2020. What's great about it is there isn't an anxiety for winning at all cost in this. You don't have to win at all costs. You can have a pretty good island and be okay with it. You can go on Thanksgiving Day here in the U.S. and help a turkey make stuff. And if you don't get all the the fish or the mushrooms or the pumpkins, you're fine. You can help a stranded toucan out. Get home. There's a lot of cool stuff. You can give an otter a scallop and he will move on his back like a cute little otter would. All right. Animal Crossing has changed my mind about games. It is so cool. So, Lucy, what are your top 10 things in Animal Crossing?
1: Probably my first one is... Meeting new villagers. Meeting new villagers when you don't have all ten is really fun. The second one is decorating my house. That one's really fun. Number three is decorating our island. Number four is seeing um, other people's islands and going to different islands are really cool.
0: What's one of the cool islands you've seen that we've Um, gone
1: to? I've seen a Jeopardy woman.
0: Yeah, the That's Jeopardy one was pretty cool. cool. And then what about Joe Biden's island?
1: Oh, that was was really cool. That was
0: neat because you can actually see a character. It's like Joe Biden. Biden, and oh, what does he yes. say? He has like a catchphrase.
1: Um, oh, darn. It It's S W.
0: Mom would know it. Swifty. Was it Swifty? I think so. don't oh, know. Mom knows. We'll we'll have to look it up. There's a whole article in that. All right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Number five.
1: Um, number five. Seeing new furniture in nooks cranny every single day. Mm-hmm. It's like a surprise. You don't know. Number six is the museum. Going into the museum is really fun because you get to see all the fish that you've caught and you've put into the museum.
0: And bugs. And and bugs. And pictures. And and fossils.
1: Fossils, yeah. You can
0: build dinosaur bones if you like dinosaurs.
1: Um, Number seven is swimming in the ocean. So you get your wetsuit on, and then you go swimming for sea creatures that you can sell to Tom Nook.
0: Or you can put in the museum. You
1: put them in the museum.
0: What happens when you get a scallop?
1: Oh, the, a tiny otter comes, and he takes your scallop, and he gives you something in your bag, like a pearl or a DIY mermaid thing. So that's cool. And then number eight is shooting star. Shooting stars because Celeste comes like twice a month and gives you talk to her and she gives you idea DIY that you can use for star fragments.
0: And then, how do you like when you see a shooting star? What do you do?
1: Um, you press A and And you you, wish upon it, and
0: you wish upon it. And then, what happens the next day?
1: Um, you have to run on the beaches and you see the stars that have washed up
0: the star fragments, and then you build stuff. Yeah, okay. So, how about number nine?
1: Number nine is the reactions. So from you, well, can, like, what's
0: a reaction in the game?
1: Um, oh, what is it?
0: it Search of an E. You said it before. Ex-pre-
1: Expression. There you go. And so you can be happy. You can be sad. You can be angry. You can sit down.
0: <laughs> what else?
1: There, there's a scare one. All right. Uh, um. Oh, there's a yoga one too. Yeah. That one's really cool.
0: Cool. What's number 10?
1: Number 10 is the cute clothes from Able Sisters. That's really fun.
0: I'm surprised that wasn't your number one. You really love cute clothes. Yeah, I do. Was it your number one and we talked and we moved it?
1: I don't know. We might have. Remember. Okay.
0: Anywho, again, Animal Crossing. I talked about it. She talked about it. I could get my mother to play Animal Crossing and she would actually enjoy it. She likes the fish, maybe a bit. So, all right. So, let's step into life simulation games. Now, Life simulation games, and this is going to sound very scientific, are about maintaining and growing an organism or a population of organisms. It's where you're given power to control the lives of people or creatures. And I know that sounds scary, dangerous. You know, it's like the Jeff Goldblum film. And if Jeff Goldblum ever wants to do uh, join my podcast or you want to take your show and do podcast, you can come to the house. We'll do it. I'll even try to talk to you like I am now. No, I'm here. All right. So what's great about it is, you know, there are commercial games about this and there's research games and there's also two of my favorite life simulations. And I'm gonna, these are going to make you laugh. Um, one is they quit putting people into an airplane. Well, obviously, during a pandemic, but make them try to escape the airplane when there was something happening. Not that there is something happening, but they did that and people started getting hurt. So they created a life simulation game against it. The second one and Peter Jackson, you're always welcome on the podcast is Peter Jackson actually helped build software for his Tolkien movies that did simulation through battle, through life, through moving, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Now I want to talk about a little bit about the next piece and I'm going to give it to Lucy here. Is we're going to talk about Tamagotchis. And what's really cool about this is um, In the 70s, they had a game of life and it was a commercially viable, artificial life game, little computer people came after that. And then we started seeing what we call and I got to make sure I say this right. This is going to be tough. A tinshitachi no go. And that was something that created kind of the dating and you could meet people. And then we had biological simulations of birds. But in the mid-90s, there were something super cool, such as called virtual pets or Tamagotchis. So, Lucy, tell us about Tamagotchis.
1: The Tamagotchi game is a fun interaction. No, what's a
0: Tamagotchi first? Oh,
1: a Tamagotchi is a character that you take care of and, like, you take care of and you level up.
0: What kind of Tamagotchi have you seen? Um, I've
1: seen rabbits. There's like this star with a rainbow underneath it. We have like this human-looking one. Uh-huh.
0: There's like a little bear almost, Yeah. Right? Cool. All right, so what's a Tamagotchi? What, what, What's some of the stuff you do to take care of your Tamagotchi?
1: Uh, you give it help going to the bathroom, yeah, which it's sounds it's... really weird.
0: <laughs> well, it's a pet. You have to clean yeah. it back to your pet. That's okay.
1: Um, Put it in the bath and clean it off feed it um put it to sleep and you play mini games with it to make it happy
0: cool and so we're talking about bandai's tamagotchi too there are lots out there that used to be the keychain packs okay so where or how can i play the tamagotchi game if i wanted to go play it
1: um you can play it on an iphone ipad any android device It, but your bluetooth has to be on why is that I, I don't know. It just it said It just said your blue capacitor. Yeah. Blue All
0: right. We'll have to research that. I'll research it. All right. Who can play this? Am I too old to play the Tamagotchi game?
1: No, anyone can play it. It you, doesn't matter the age of it.
0: Oh wow. In fact, 26 <laughs> minutes ago my Tamagotchi said he was hungry. Oh, I'm going to have to feed my Tamagotchi. Yeah. Oh. But, you know, is this something that how how young do you think somebody'd have to be to play Tamagotchi? Probably like the youngest 4 would or five.
1: Probably before. Okay. So that you should play it.
0: Cool. Um, you know, what's the one thing that you have to remember that you have to, you you don't really have to commit to it or do you have to take care of it the whole time?
1: Uh, you don't really have to commit to it that much because it just, every like 40 minutes it says something. So, but you can leave for a couple of days. It just will need a lot of needs then, but you can, you don't have to fully commit to a Tamagotchi.
0: Got it. Cool. Thank you. Good job, Lucy. All right. So last little bit, what's the future? And so the future, I'm going to pick a one item and Ernest Klein, you're always available to visit because I've read your book. I thought your book was disturbingly fun, kind of slightly scary in a way, Um, but he wrote the book Ready Player One. Now, some of you may not know that Ready Player One was a book and you've seen the movie done by Spielberg. If If you get a chance, take a look at the book. It is pretty amazing. Read it. It is well-written, easy to follow. And again, like I said, a tiny bit disturbing, very dystopian. Um, But if you're a child of the 70s and 80s, the references alone will keep you entertained the entire time. This is kind of where we're going, right? We're looking at, like, headsets and Oculus and living in different worlds. And maybe we will become the simulation at some point. But, you know, looking at like Ready Player One and if you've seen the movie, if you haven't great movie, you'll be entertained. It's fun. If you'll definitely see tons of references, you might actually have to stop back and check it out many, many, many times. But, you know, the future kind of is immersing ourselves and becoming a part of these and having maybe our own Tamagotchi that we have. You know, I haven't seen one yet. I'll have to go look. But like of an Oculus headset where I take care of an actual pet, even to the point where I walk. And where I have to take it and take it and give it a bath, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of the future. Lucy, how was your first podcast?
1: It was really fun. Was really it was it fun it. to find
0: the stuff? And you like yes. Animal Crossing? Do you suggest say Animal Crossing Tamagotchi to everybody? Right? Yeah. Yeah, everybody. It's really fun. Anybody? What do you mean? Even even Grandpa George?
1: Yeah, probably. Cool.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening, and I hope to get you another podcast. I'm actually going to be on vacation, so I'll hopefully be getting uh, another version out. Talk to you soon.